Sincerity. Comes to Thompson Speedway in Thompson, Connecticut. Capulet Fest, July 1 and 2. Two days of rock and fireworks. Over 30 bands on two stages. Capulet Fest, the ultimate dream come true for every diehard rock fan. And Berlin, all that remains. Norma Jean, Memphis Mayfire, Catch Your Breath, A Skylight Drive, and many more. Capulet Fest, July 1 and 2. Buy tickets now. CapuletFest.com. Witness history in the making. Defy the stars. Previously on What's Your Bacon in Seven Questions with Spencer Chamberlain. Bacon. Is it a topping? Is it a side? Or is it a main course? See, I don't think it's a main course. So, I know bacon is your podcast, so maybe I've disappointed you, but I don't feel like it's a main <laughs> course because the way I view it is it's both A and B. Man, that, yeah, that, there is no answer there. It's not a main course. It's a BLT. The oh, BLT takes the place of the burger. BLT is just a waste of time, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, that goes without right. saying. Okay, that's that's like, agreed. That's what agreed. What are we actually doing here? Why is there not something else in this sandwich? Right. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon, bacon is my. I moved this. I didn't mean to move it. Why'd you move things? I didn't mean to move like, it. Like, we had things good. We're not ending. Like, we've got another show to do. I know. We're just starting. So, welcome to Bacon is My Podcast. Yes. Uh, check baconismypodcast.com to get all the newest stuff um, from our sponsors and all that kind of good stuff. If yes. you're a patron... Thanks for being here. If you're listening on ASMR, you just heard us open some Topo Chico mm-hmm. hard seltzers. Yes. Uh, strawberry guava. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Uh, today, we have the continuation. Yeah. Of if, if you saw what you're making seven yeah. questions, you saw us unable to end. We just started getting in a good conversation, so we just rolled through. Yeah, yeah. So we, we didn't even... End it with a "What's your bacon?" etc. Uh, etc. Et right. Which is why we don't spoil alert. Ask him at the end of the episode. But this episode we have Spencer Chamberlain, yeah, uh, the mind behind the the band Slow Tide, indeed, uh, and also lead singer of Under Oath. Yeah, a great conversation. Um, really cool dude. Uh, talked about a lot, a lot of music, a lot of lo- a life. lot life. Family, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of creating stuff. moments, lots of cool stuff. Yeah, so uh, he's got a lot of cool things going on with Slow Tide, and I can't wait till some of this stuff comes to fruition because we're, we're gonna be there. Yeah, but for right now, definitely, uh, if you didn't go check out Slow Tide on all the streaming platforms. Uh, right now, there's three songs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, depending on when you guys listen to this, but at the time of shooting this there are three songs there check them out all very very good uh very cool the the closest i can think of as a description if you're trying to go from like well if i'm listening to under oath what's this like it's kind of like um not under oath if you understand <laughs> uh head automatica from Glassjaw. right yes <laughs> yes kind of yes yes very that's a really different, good a yeah. very different type of thing um which is awesome we get into that a little bit too about like why going a different direction is super cool and why that was the best move and the yeah. best decision and to be able to use that other part of your brain 
It was just good, man. Yeah. I uh, had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It'll hopefully happen again soon because we yeah. didn't, uh, we do our notes and we didn't. Yeah, get we asked like two, two questions. Them. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we're going to start that episode right now. Everything, if you're talking to Slow Tide online through Instagram or Twitter, you're talking to me, like, which is a cool thing because I, I can't do that with Under Oath. I can't really do that with my personal page because it's just big enough to where. You, you don't have time to respond to all the messages. It would take you all day. You know, right, you right. you'd basically be just talking all day. Because I feel like once you start responding to people, you got to respond to everybody. And what's cool right now is with Slow Tide being as new as it is, you know, and just starting out, like I'm getting to like, it's almost like I'm getting in that VFW hall vibe from the back in the day. Oh, of yeah. Tour. Like there's stuff from the early Under Oath days where I remember, I remember those conversations and a lot of those kids – that came up with us like they were at the VFW hall or the basement show and grew with us the bar and then went with us to the venue and then the now we're doing arenas and small amphitheaters and they're still there and I remember those people and those conversations and to me the community of what that was and how the scene quote unquote started was very like community based and community driven and when I started the slow tide thing is I wanted to do that again in like a lot of uh, like I'm so glad that I didn't start in the streaming and and social media era of music. And then there's a part of me that gets envious of like, oh, these people have to build like a real community with people around right, the world right. before they even went out there and grinded. And I, there's a part of me that's envious of that, but also thankful that I got to do it the in my way, the real way. Right. But now, you know, as reality sets in, especially throughout COVID and um, coming out the other end of it is like, I really got into the idea of like, instead of fighting the fact that it's like, I want to just want to play and be a live band and people want to see it. And that's why it grows. Like that's not really realistic anymore. And I like kind of dove into the fact of like, cool, like let's actually build an online community or a place where people can have fun and be themselves and feel accepted. And I'm the one leading all of it because with under oath it, since like Oh five or Oh six, it's been like, Minus the songs, obviously the songs are just me and Aaron's lyrics and the band writing, but everything else you see is filtered through six people and a manager and a label. It's like when there's a post, to me, it's so like, it has to go through so many people before it's like, here it is. Right, sure. It's less me, less like a conversation. Yeah, it's not, you're not hearing from me unless you're hearing the song. Like lyrically you are, and on stage in the show you are. I really try to connect with people on stage. Um but like online you aren't and I don't like that, but there's nothing you can really do. You know, that's just how it goes as things grow. And what's cool right now is like the slow tech thing is like, I feel like I'm writing the emails, I'm writing the responses. I'm commenting back on people. I'm trying to build like a cool community of like, it's some, yes, it's opposite of under, it's like as far opposite and removed from under oath as possible not to be anti that. It's just, I write tons of music. I always have. I just wanted to do something that I've got that. I've got, the heavy, I've got the dark side of my brain. And I get to do that with my friends. I'm blessed. I'm thankful. I've been doing that my whole life. I get to continue to do that. If that's all I ever do, I will be thankful till the day I die. But I do have all this other shit that I do in my brain. And like, I'm always writing for other people. And I was like, COVID hit. I was like, I need my own thing. And I want to build something and I want to like connect. I think the, the isolation of COVID left me longing for those connections of like a lot of like sitting there reminiscing of like before the band was big and playing shows and just 
loading out our own gear when talking to the kids as you're loading out yeah. you know they come up and like bring you a beer or they're like right, right. You know, the merch table and you're just talking and you're sweaty like all that stuff where i'm like man i don't know if i'll ever get that back and at one point during covid you were like man i don't know if we'll ever get to play a live show again right. so you yeah, know, yeah. There's all these different thoughts in my brain so i was like i just want to make something and i don't want it to be based off of the audience i already have and yes yeah, some people will like it the people who just like music but it's not meant for just under oath fans like i could go make a metal record and sell a bunch and probably sell out shows tomorrow and go on tour you know and make money like to me that's a cash grab like i slow tide isn't about money or it's about it's not about fame it's not about anything but like i want to use another part of my brain creatively that i don't need to put into under oath like i don't want to try to force these feelings that i have and these things that i need to express into stuff where it doesn't belong so i created a new space for it and i love that in the process of doing that once i was done with it all i was like oh now i have to start like i gotta come up with a name <laughs> i gotta come up with <laughs> and now i started being like you know i'm gonna give it as equal attention as i give under oath because with under oath it's like less is more you know you can't tour right. and i can't hit buffalo new york three times in a year like people just go oh, i'll just catch you next time right you, know, you, you can't you can come to these cities maybe once maybe twice per record cycle right you know so you're looking at less is more a lot of times so it leaves me with a lot of time to create and be creative and even play shows tour festivals whatever it is um but i do like the fact that i don't have to like I, when i did sleep wave which was a project i did when under Earth broke up it was still in the era it was just now changing and shifting but we were under the impression of that we had to get out there and grind Mm -hmm. and we did we toured the whole world in that two-year cycle and literally burnt ourselves down like we were so burnt out no one wanted to do it again by the time we were done i was halfway done making the second record and, and there was no one else left in the mm -hmm. band so it was just yeah. so i do love the fact that i'm like i want to build some sort of community online which a i've never done b i've never had the chance to communicate with these people and like do that host under earth bro like blowing up or whatever you want to call it um and I think it's 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 like a fun thing for me to do. And I can build something before, like, let's make a demand and then, like, have a really cool first show. Like, how often do you get that first show back? Like, oh, my God, I was at, you know, I was at the first Nine Inch Nails show or I was at the first Tame right, right. yeah. I was at the first Roof Fighters gig. Can you believe that? Like, and a lot of those things just happen because bands used to just play. I think it'll be cool to, like, kind of build some sort of momentum and, and either get some festival offers or a support tour, but not go out there and headline the headline when there's like, you're just killing yourself at that right. point. And touring yeah, is so, yeah. touring is so expensive, you know? Oh, hello. We got a run in. Hey, what's up? Hey, we got a run in. Hey. For the little interview. Ran full speed. <laughs> yeah. We got little Miss Princess, the next rising pop star. Nice. She, she plays. She dances every time I play the guitar. She's already playing the keyboards right here. She's already playing my keyboard. Um, she's a she's a, a a music lover. That's what she loves. That's yeah. awesome. Very nice. Camera right now. So, um, but yeah, I think it's really it's really cool and exciting to be able to build something and like start like that. You know, like yeah. build some sort of demand before before I go out there and play and then like celebrate the first show with people that like want to be a part of something and like make the shows important and make them special, not just play shows to play shows. Yeah. I feel like a lot of bands get in that 
and like I said, post COVID, I don't want to make this whole thing about that, but the prices have changed. Oh, yeah. And things are even from under, a band on under us level, we've had to make changes because what we were doing before COVID, even though our next our tours after are even bigger. Every tour we've done since we've gotten back together has been bigger than the one before. Right. More tickets sold, more you know. So you're seeing things go this way, and it's like, oh, we're on a trajectory going up, but expenses have gotten so high, you actually have to do less. Yeah. Unless you're touring the tour and not you know pay your bills or whatever and some bands do do that like they're playing 500 cap rooms with full production because they don't you know that's maybe not how they make their money or they right, got yeah, yeah. <laughs> has been a band for since we were teenagers and that's our main job so okay. you know we want to put on the best show possible but the way prices have changed it's like it's literally double to do anything it costs double you know and, and yeah. tickets don't tickets aren't double and merch isn't double so you're definitely feeling it so that being said with slow tide i want to like i want to make it awesome and you know like in and make it fun in 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 a community for people and people to feel like they're a part of it it's like every time someone shares a song like i make sure i I tell them like you are part of this now right like you sharing that like even let's say you've got 15 followers the odds of those 15 people maybe not following me or having no idea what i'm doing you just shared my song to 15 new people and let's say four of them are the only ones that listen to it with the sound on and two of them clicked on it. You just helped me grow my fan base, two people. Right. By just simply sharing something that you're listening to with your people. So I make sure with slow tide, I always reach out to people like, Hey, thanks for, thanks for spreading the word. Like you're helping me build something literally from nothing. Cause we have, I haven't played a show yet. Granted, I'm like, I've got it. You know, it'll be great when it happens. I'm already, you know, you know me. I'm like, I've been working on this for over two years. And it's like, it's going to be dope when it happens. But like, I'm not going to do it until the time is right. And that unfortunately means things have to pick up online. And that's my weakest area of expertise. (laughs) So. It's all of us, man. Like we're, we're all in similar age and, you know, uh, doing the band stuff so yeah, yeah. we've we're, been at the cusp of like as well. oh well we we can't pay two hundred dollars for an interface and uh <laughs> and make a record in my basement um we we were there and now we're here too where we right. can literally with a two hundred dollar interface make a podcast make an insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> time out time how are those balls looking you know what you know what season is right <laughs> i do i do indeed it is uh it is time it is time for smooth sack summer, and how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? Well, I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscape, buddy. You know it. You've been listening. You've been seeing the show. You've been. We've been talking about it. You know. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know. You know how much we love the lawnmower, but they have the performance package 4.0 now. Where? They did a little upgrade mm-hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0 as opposed to the 1.0. Now, right. That's when I, one better. I used the 1.0, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And then they sent the 2.0, and I said, how could, how could it be better? It is. It mm-hmm. just is. I don't know how they do it, but Manscaped keeps upping their game, and... Uh, I've been Besides, digging a lawnmower for a long time. 
What? I like the skin safe technology. I still use the guard. I still use the guard. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, no. Uh, I have I have not once mm -hmm. uh, nicked a thread on the bean bag. Yes. <laughs> not once. Yep. Now you don't want to lose any beans. No. Everyone. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to lose beans, and with uh, with other methods, yeah. oh man, you could lose a bean. Yeah. But uh, not with manscaped. <laughs> Exactly. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer, which is fantastic. So go to manscaped.com. Use yeah. the promo code BACONPOD, and that will give you 20% off and free shipping. That's right. So don't forget to work on those testicles, your chesticles, and your cheeks. Keep them clean and ask yourself, what's your bacon? Smooth sack summer. And I think um, you said something that's like super cool uh, that I think is awesome is that um, and, and I didn't even think about it when I was kind of like when I was researching and listening to other things, interviews that you've been on and, and listening to the music. I didn't even think about the fact that um, you're saying like, how many times do you get a chance to do a first show? And you get to do it from the perspective of building it this whole new way, too. So you get to like yeah. ground floor something, but control it from a whole different place yeah. and perspective so you get to kind of like control the fact of hey i'm going to give everybody an opportunity to be at this first show and yeah. i'm already building something like how cool is that for you how how different is that um and and how like how exciting is that for you to kind of like be on that side of it and be able to plan that out it, it to me it, it's it's amazing i mean it's like to have like that opportunity, you know, I was even saying that when, when I was making the record. So I made the whole record in the back of my house and recorded everything, played every instrument, yada, yada, yada. I got done with it. And I was like, this is great. You know, I had signed to a small label. It was during COVID. So that was probably a mistake because no one was signing anybody. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I probably should have waited, but no one knew what was going to happen. And I was like, I got to Like I got to start building this or whatever. And so I went to my buddy. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you remember the band Therefore Tomorrow. Were you familiar with that band? Sounds, uh, it sounds familiar. It sounds familiar, but I, I honestly, I probably they were. They did work for a couple of times. They, you know, um, they were more on like the pop punk ish. Maybe not pop punk is the wrong word, but um, they were super great. They, I don't think they really ever caught on super big or anything, but they toured a lot. And um, the drummer for that band was drummed in Sleepwave. Um, and the singer of that band is like a really great producer. Um, and he's just a good buddy of mine. And then that drummer who drummed in Sleepwave ended up going on and he, he plays drums for Dashboard Confessional. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so long story short, as I called him up and I was like, I am maybe crazy, but I have this idea and I want you to reproduce this. And I just dropped him a Dropbox. I was like, here's all the songs. And he hit, me, he hit me back like the same day, like, holy shit, like, this is great. Let's do this. Like, I will clear my schedule. We cut the record in two weeks or something like crazy. I'm, I'm an insane person. Like, I know the reason why I love Micah so much is he's so fast. He can keep up with the fact that, like, I'm playing bass. And the second it's done, I've already got the guitar. I'm, like, doing a guitar lead. Like, he, he, we're just moving. So I probably stressed him out because I'm just like, go, 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 go. Like, when I'm in the studio setting, I always went, go, go, go. <laughs> And uh, we, you know, like I wanted to go to someone that I trusted that I also think is a 
brilliant producer because I needed someone to tell me, like to knock me down a peg or two if I had some parts that weren't strong enough. And like we found a few, like that, why is that pre-chorus that? Well, the chorus is so good. It's like, yeah, but every part has to be that good. You know, like stuff like that. Right. And like we rewrote a few things in the studio and wrote, and the last day, I think I was flying out the next day at eight in the morning at like midnight. I was like, I think we need, I've got an idea. And he was like, oh God. I was like, I think we need one more. And he's like, what? <laughs> we we worked it was, maybe it was like nine o'clock at night it was like dinner time and we worked until three or four in the morning i was like flying out the next morning at eight and wrote one more song in the studio finished it to the max and like did this whole wow, journey. wow. Uh, he, he probably wanted to die after that but about it and it ended up being like our favorite collaborative moment um and uh yeah i and i remember telling him you know how how often do you get to think about like their first record? You know when people like always, no matter how much a band grows, that like the first record you fall in love with the band is always going to be like your staple. It's not of saying course, it's yeah. better. It's not the band was better back then. Well, hopefully most. Right, of right, right. I would say sometimes the bands were better back in the early years, but a lot of times it's not. It's just different, and things grow and mature, and people. Well, and they didn't exist before that, so you had no yeah. reference. Right? Yeah. And then once you have a reference of that band, of course it's going to sound like a derivative of, because you're going to hear some yeah. of the same things because it's the same band, you know, yeah. whereas before you never heard it. And like that, I looked at it many times during that process, like, we're making that for somebody right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like doing this first record, like there's going to be a group of people that once this comes out and I do some shows and touring on it and then make the next run, and the one after and the one after people are going to be like oh man that remember that that first record came out right that was like so important like that's going to be it's cool to think about that because i've done it before you know like mm -hmm. yeah coming into a, a new new thing being like this is my first ever you know sleeping was a duo i was in sign bands before under oath and i've done lots of things as a solo artist writing for other people or working on their tracks but i've never really stepped out as a solo artist and done a completely yeah. departure, my own thing. So it was like, this is my first time doing that. And it's exciting. And I, I remember telling him like, dude, we're creating that first album moment. And that, yeah. that is, it's a, and it's just like, this is obviously a long answer to your question, like about with the show and the, the first tour, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to make important merch with that. Like, because I see that, like a, we collect a lot of vintage shirts and stuff and sure. me and Aaron go to these places. And we've, we went to this place recently oh on tour and this guy had this crazy collection of all vintage band stuff from like their actual tours, like stuff that was worth so much money that you couldn't even touch it, you know? Right. Right. Um, what are you trying to do here? In this baby? <laughs> yeah. She just wanted to hang out, you know, yeah. welcome, welcome to bacon is my podcast. You're the youngest member on the show. That's true. Yeah, that is, you true. are. You were the youngest member on the show. And my we, my kids were were originally the youngest, but now yeah, but you've you just won. You just beat yeah, them. Yeah, you're 21 months old, and one day they'll look back at this and be like, "Oh, Rain, the pop star, when she was a baby, was on the podcast." See, you just you uh, just you just made this show somebody's first experience seeing you before <laughs> you were a famous pop star in the future. Yeah, or something. Maybe we created more or famous, whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe she'll be in a metal band. Maybe she'll be in a rock band. We never know, but she definitely seems like she's all about, all about music. But anyway, just awesome. <laughs> back, back to the story of like the the vintage merch and that I noticed yeah. that, like all the early Rolling Stones and Zeppelin and you know uh, that, like a lot of the Brit rock and all that stuff. Like they had dates on the shirts, like yeah, and right. any specific shirts because they didn't tour the way that bands do now. So it's very specific, like Chicago 73 or whatever. Yeah, right. And, and I really want to bring that kind of into what I'm doing with Slow Tide is making like the first tour very like merch for the tour. That's about that being the first tour and the first show having its own thing. And the, the first time ever playing Detroit, the first time ever playing Chicago, the first time ever playing, you know, L.A., like all that stuff being like remembering these things that I've learned as I've grown up of like, that's really cool. And, you know, like, these are things that I like. So I'm going to try to, like, integrate it back into the music industry to where I see – I don't see that stuff anymore. No. I don't no. see – It's true. Specific stuff. I know Unreal's trying to do it a couple of times. It is super expensive to do that. But if I'm doing – especially the first couple of Slow Tide shows, I couldn't imagine it being on a tour unless I get some support offer. Um but even that, even if I did support first, they'll still be the first ever headlining show. Yeah. yeah. Headlining tour, the first ever, you know, like those kind of things will be, to, it's just, it's just really fun stuff that I want to like note in, you know, like. Did you have this mindset and, and like thought process back in the day when, like when, when you were starting with Under Oath? No, you you're, you're so, playing shows all the time. And yeah, you're, you're just kind of in it, right? And you're stoked to print your first merch, you know, like, so right, yeah. right. This is what's happening right now. He's picking out every <laughs> pack of guitar strings I have. Nice. And either delivering them or throwing them on the floor. Right. So that's where we're at right now. Um, <laughs> no, you, I, I didn't have She doesn't that. like the slinkies, you know? So I didn't have don't. that mindset back then. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't have that mindset back then, and and I just think it's cool that because Slow Tide isn't something that's like when Under Oath was starting, when even when Sleep Aid was starting, it was like if things don't move fast, like you're missing a meal or you're not you're right, not paying yeah. your rent or whatever. Like right. it was it was like life and death for everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Moment is life. Yeah. And and what's cool is that, you know, Under Oath's been back together for uh, since, you know, 20, when did we come back? 2016. 2016. Yeah. And, and, you know, so we're, you know, it's we're all very stable. The band's very, even though there's been some online drama, it's not what anyone thinks it is. It's, the band's healthier and more stable than it's ever been. And, like, things have been moving that way since we got back together. It's like, that's my thing that's my bread and butter that's my job that's like my main thing so everything i do is sleep uh slow tide i get to very i can like focus on and like slow down like let me think this out like how do i want to present this first show how do i want to present this first piece of merchandise or this first tour or even the first album like sure in, in, which is shifted and it's cool that it's ever shifting as of you know i i got it done and I released a song and then there was some legal bullshit that I had to sit and wait. And that really kind of fucked me up for a minute there. And then we, we started <clears throat> releasing stuff again, but it's kind of cool in hindsight, I, as much as mad as I was, cause it had nothing to do with me. It was company stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just caught in the crossfire. Uh, 
now in hindsight, I'm kind of stoked because of the way it's shifted is like, it's very single based right yeah, now. Yeah. So, so it, you know, I've got the vinyl ready, ready to print and all this stuff. And I was like, well, let's pause for a second. Cause we don't even know when, like, let's just go song by song until we start to latch on a little bit. And then we can plan when the album drops. Because before it was like, it was a very strict, like we're going to drop the album after two or three singles, maybe four, and then we're going to drop the album in the summer and now it's just been like, well, let's just take it single by single. And if a song latches on and, and actually streams, which is harder than you could imagine, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's literally impossible. But if it does, we can be like, okay, let's ride this out for a minute. Why why do we want to just dump something else on the fire because it's burning? Like let's let it, you know, let's keep stoking the fire and then let's see where that mm-hmm. goes. You see it all the time, like a band's got a single and it tracks and it gets then it gets streaming and then all of a sudden it's on Sirius XM and then FM picks it up and then you're you've already got another single on. And you're right. Like, yeah. It's like just That's how things get lost. You know, yeah, things it's get cool lost in the sauce. I even though like I really do think this this record could have benefited from a really big label and a really big team. I don't have that right now. Which instead of being bitter about it because I made a decision at the wrong time during COVID, I'm looking at it as like what are the positives I can look at this? I can kind of control things a little bit more. Right, right. Yeah, you seem a little bit more hands-on with, yeah, with that kind of end of it. So yeah. I'm like, and you know, it's one album I can sign to a big label on the next one if I want to, or I can stay this around. It doesn't, like right now I'm very, let's let's see how this goes. Like let's, let's keep building this thing instead of being like, because a lot of those big teams is like, they've already got it planned out when you turn the record in there's these dates on your calendar when this is going to drop this video this boom, album's out you're on tour yeah. you know right, it's right. like and if something happened during that time like what what if you fell down and broke your leg and you couldn't tour or a single latched on and took off and then you just dumped something else on the fire like you can't really slow down so i mm-hmm. like the fact that right now i'm like i'm building a community i'm trying to communicate with people trying to make people feel like they're a part of something and hopefully they're stoked on the music. And I, I feel like there's an audience out there, people that don't know Under Oath that would love this. There are some people that like Under Oath that do love this, but I don't think that that was my target audience. You know, yeah, I, was, right, right. I was just trying to be like, music is music. I love good songs. I love good stories. I love good lyrics. I love good melodies. I love a good breakdown. I, like, I love, I'm not a one guy person. Like even before I joined Under Oath, like my first tattoo when I was 18 was Radiohead lyrics, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I'd go see Radiohead. And then the next day I'd go see Dillinger escape plan on calculating infinity tour or whatever. Right. Like I was a little kid listening to poison the well, but also listening to Coldplay, you know, like right. sure. I wasn't ever like a, I'm a metal guy. I identify as a metal guy. I was just, I was just like, I'm a music guy. I yeah. love music. Like I went, you know, the first show back from COVID, me and my wife got a babysitter. It was the first time going out since having a kid. And we went and saw Nine Inch Nails. Awesome. But, you know, love Nine Inch Nails. But then last night, for example, we went and saw, the reason I had to move the podcast, like Matt Mason, who's like a, kind of like a, I don't know what you would call it, singer-songwriter tech guy. Yeah, right. And just as just as much into that, you know, like, so I just like good music. I'm a music fan. I'm never going to lose that side of me that I'm always, I don't care if you're five years younger or 50 years older than me, like good music is good music. We can all learn from each other. Everyone does it different. Like the finish line is here for a song. 
you can go this way, this way, that way, this way to get there. It doesn't, there's no right. Absolutely, man. There's no wrong turns, just alternate routes. Yeah. And it's so, to me, I find it so inspiring to see how different people do things. And if you're open-minded and you're not, I don't know why people get butt hurt when some other band is big or bigger than you or having a moment or having, I think it's dope. All right. Time out. We've got all these awesome sponsors here. Right. Um, where can they find all the information out for that? Oh, if only there was a place. If there was only a, a portal, a hub, a, a central hub to a do so. A central location. Wait, I think there is. Do we have the technology? Yes, yes, yes. Baconismypodcast.com is where you can find the best deals on all of our awesome sponsors, including Drink Wild Bills, Poddex, Manscaped. All of them. Um, go over there, find their promo codes. You always get the best deals. But what else can you get over there? Well, not only can you get the best deals, and we'll always keep those uh, up to date, you can also help out the show by grabbing some T-shirts, some yeah. swag. Jump over to the Bacon Is My Fashion section. Yeah, there's a whole section. It's just there for you. It's there for you. You can check it out. We have nice T-shirts. They don't uh, They don't chafe. The nice to the nips, you know I like that. You know Jimmy's you know all about like his that. nice to the nips. I'm like shirts. the Drax of this show. You exactly. Know? I got sensitive nipples, man. I got sensitive nipples. It's if fine. you have sensitive nipples, check that out. And uh, you know what? How about your ear holes? You want to take care of those ear holes? Because you can find links to all of our episodes. How about your eyeballs? You want mm-hmm. you want those eyeballs? You can find links to our YouTube, Strangerhood TV. You can check out everything right from baconismypodcast.com. It's easy. It's super simple. It's right there. What's your bacon? I will say... That when you go to this site, that will be your new bacon. That will be your new bacon. Check it out. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. It's so yeah. It is. It yeah. is very weird because. Um, and I saw this in some somebody's interview uh, that I recently saw. I can't remember what band or who it was that was talking about it, but they were like, music is is an interesting thing because um, I think it might have even been like Zach Wild. Yeah. Somebody was talking to him about like the best guitar player or something like that and he was like what are you talking about <laughs> he was he said that it was something that another guitar player had told him he was like you know in music people from the outside always like to think in terms of like best and he's like but there's no best it's right. not like you know in in baseball there's a best team and you know because you win the game uh, but music isn't like that. It's just your favorite or the yeah. thing that you like. And, and that doesn't discredit anything else. Like, yeah. you know, and your favorite band could be the local band that can't even play on time together. Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. And like that's how it makes you feel. You know? Yeah. It's, it's all, you know, I, I, I'm not a big country music guy, but some of my friends are like, that's everything to me. And I started yeah. to listen and like, think about it. I'm like, I get why. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I probably don't like it because I was born in North Carolina and all the people that, you know, were not our people, you know, like right, <laughs> right, right, football right. players and the jocks and like the, the people that picked on people like us for skateboarding and yeah. the rock music where that's like where I associate the roots of country and like all that kind of shit. So, but it, like when then someone that I am friends with tells me this is my favorite and check this song out and then I'll listen. I'm like, I get why. Like and it, that's fine, you know. And it yeah. still doesn't change the fact that that's not for me, but I can respect it. Yeah, you of know, course. Like, yeah, there's well, we we talk about we talked about it. We had a whole episode that he and I just talked about tribalism in music, and yeah. and you know anybody we talk to, you know, 
especially nowadays, I feel like it, it doesn't like for, for some reason, I feel like it doesn't exist, but it does. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you look at, a, you know, when we were at So What Fest last year, like it was everything from you guys in Wage War to like, uh, like Black Bear and like Black Bear right, and, yeah, yeah. and like and they had the, the rap stage with like, uh, you know, Trippy Red mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like there it doesn't exist. But for some reason, people go, oh, well, you know, this is the guy from Under Oath. And now he's doing this like synth pop thing. It's, why is that weird to you? Like, why why is that so weird to you? Like, people right, yeah. listen to other music just because. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that I understand why. So it's funny because I've had these conversations a few times about Slow Tide in in general, and it's like, and people that I've done interviews with in the past, even from fifteen years ago, remembering me like quoting stuff from. You know, like cage the elephant or like right. oasis even like my my love for oasis i check this out like i collect i've got a whole wall of funko pops on the other side but like you know like this is like this is my idol right here you know oh dude that's we're, great a Liam we're, i want to i want to talk to you a little bit about oasis for sure <laughs> that's fantastic um like that you know that that's always my joke with my with my wife is that when our daughter first came home would cry 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 i'd put on anything with liam on it Mm-hmm. Be his solo stuff or his or Oasis, and she stopped crying, and I'd be like, "It's my kid." See? <laughs> there you go. There you go. go. Um, well, see. All right, all right, yeah. That's like, great. Keep going with that because I do have a question. <laughs> people remembering those different things that I've talked about, like my love for Radiohead and Coldplay and Brit Rock in general, and down to you know, like everything from Foss the People, Tame Impala, and KG Elephant to. Gojira or whatever, everything in between. The Deftones been a lifelong Deftones and Nice Nails fan, like my whole yeah. life, and so on and so forth. But people that know me, like my friends and like other people I've toured with that like actually know me, Slow Tide isn't a surprise at all. Like they're like, yeah, this is like your shit. Like when we're hanging out, like when we come to your house, when you're driving your car or like playing the guitar backstage, like this is the kind of shit that you jam. Like yeah. people mm-hmm. will like come in the green room. I got, um, one of those speakers on it's like shit like this or whatever but people that don't know me i feel like the world knows me of under oath and that's maybe like 10 percent of who i am even though it's a huge part of my identity it's my words it's like my i do believe strongly in the band that i'm very thankful and i will always do that and always put my best self for i'm always trying to outdo myself with under oath that'll never stop I don't, I'm not neglecting that side of me. This is just another right. side. One doesn't take right. away from the other. Yeah. You know? this, this is like, it's the people that know me, like I said, is like, it makes sense to them. People that don't, it's a shock. And I can only compare it to the people that think it's a shock is, is being like, if you, let's talk about movies for a second. If, if you were a director, would you want to only direct comedy? Or would you want to right. only direct horror or right. only direct drama? It's, it's such a weird thing. But when you compare it to movies, it makes sense. I mean, maybe horror is maybe a bad example because some people do just horror, but like a lot of people don't. Like, right, yeah. Like, like you can have thriller to horror to drama to comedy to romantic to animated to children's, like whatever. Like there's people that the directors that do a wide variety of things, but you can still tell it's them. It's their flavor. Of course. Yeah. It's not weird for them to break genre. 
or a chef, you know. Yeah, right. You, you got a restaurant and you got your menu that you cook every day and then you go home and you're going to you're not going to cook shit off the menu at the at Dude, work. There's a famous chef that lives here and she has five restaurants and they're all like five star and completely different. Yeah. Like one is like chicken and waffles type jams. Right, nice. And the other one is like five star like you're going to get like weird octopus and squid things that nice, you nice. <laughs> right 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 like, things why? that don't go with chicken and waffles right, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and it's the same person and that's like that's yeah. what I talk, and I, I always talk about the movie thing it's like if i was a movie director and i've been doing it my whole life like you would have to shoot me and I, you know i think it would be it's, it's such a cool job it's, you know I'm, I'm we all love movies and television course, shows, yeah, yeah. like storylines and stuff like that if you're a musician you typically love good storyline uh i think it's such a cool job and it's like I couldn't imagine even if having one of the cooler jobs, like doing the same genre all the time, like you're just going to do horror or you're just going to make comedies. Like, like God, I would drive me nuts. So I, I think the same way with music is that I think at one point, you know, especially Aaron and I tried to fit things into under oath that maybe didn't belong because we needed to get some things out of our, you know, like, yeah, you yeah of course, stuff. but now we both have lanes for that. And I think it only, the only thing it does do is let Underoath be what it needs to be and bring Underoath this living, breathing thing that not even the members can put their finger on why it is what it is and what makes it special other than it's four guys that write everything since 2003, the same four guys, except for disambiguation when Aaron wasn't there. The fourth guy would have been Daniel, but we've always been able to get to the finish line alone, but somehow it's only this one little thin line where we can barely all agree on one thing because we right, all right. Things when we get to the slide, that's what makes under oath under oath. But it, it's like almost letting it be even more under oath because you know, I'm not trying to fit some pop melody with falsettos and a pop synth line counter melody over the vocal in an under oath song because I just feeling it. I need to get this, I need to write this. Now I have a place for it. And well, who knows, maybe under oath will need something like that, but that's you know, nothing's off the table. But I'm just saying, I think it's cool to be able to have different outlets to put your energy yeah. hey everybody i'm amber and i'm maddie and we're witches talking tarot and this season we've got for you ghosts cryptids conspiracies oh my check out what role we cast emma robertson on our myth episodes this season yes (laughs) and in addition to our myths we will be bringing you the holidays because we may or may not have uh, missed one this last season i guess you'll have to listen to the last episodes to check it out and then catch all our new episodes coming up every tuesday and thursday on your favorite podcast platforms and see us on youtube come and sit with us for a spell Well, you even said earlier you were talking about um, like how you could, if you wanted to, go put some metal thing out and it would just be a cash grab and you could probably headline, you could probably do things, you could put something together to do that. Well, just and just now you said like doing this doesn't take away from Under Oath. If you went and did something that was in the same genre, I feel like that would be almost more of a something that could take away from... I agree. Yeah, you know, I think like, it, I think it does take away from. If I made some heavy band, it's like that takes away from under. Yeah, then you're competing why, with yourself. You the know? reason why I stopped doing Sleepwave when Underoath got back together is because although they weren't although they weren't the same, 
in Sleepwave was supposed to be very different from Under Oath, but it was still heavy rock. It was heavy music. It right. Was, it was yeah. rock forward heavy. And a lot of that stuff that I was writing with a little tweak here and there, it makes a great Under Oath song. Right. You know? So I was like, I'm seeing people fizzle out and no one want to be here. And also Under Oath wanting to go and be a thing again, which is my whole life. I owe it to that. Yeah. So I was like, let's, I'm going to just, if no one else is here and it's just me, I'll just stop. Right. It stopped because I didn't mm-hmm. think it was needed. Um, I, you know, people message me a lot about it. Like, Oh, is there going to be another sleep wave thing? I'm probably not because of under oath, you know, to be right. honest, because I just feel like it would take away. I got, I got like stabbing Westward vibes from sleep wave. Yeah. That's, that was that's small. what I got. It was, dude, it was cooler before a producer got on it. No offense to the guy who produced it. He's a great producer. It just got too polished. It was way more grungy. And I was making the second record with Matt Goldman, who did The Fight of the Line. He did Lost in the Sound. He did Disambiguation. Um, he's got more of like a raw sound. And I was halfway done with it. And that stuff was really dope. It was really like, yes, industrial, but it had this grunge element to it that was just dirtier. It was more pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like finally like the second record was like this is the sound i was going for but it was a great learning experience i learned a lot from that process of like what not to do and like stepping out and like you know doing a, a bunch of different stuff you know like it was like my first time doing a lot of things and it, it really did uh change the way i view a lot of stuff yeah nice. it's the rebound yeah if you will yeah, yeah. Wow. that's cool <laughs> um i i do want to ask you about your love for Oasis because actually I, I like out of nowhere yesterday I saw on Twitter uh Noel Gallagher shitting all over the 1975s yeah I saw that <laughs> it's like what do you call like, him oh. slack jog <laughs> yeah yeah, so, uh, yeah he, he was I just like I even asked my kids I said is this is this is this real am I am I messing is this me- are you messing with me that this is rock and roll or whatever yeah he's um do you think they're going to get back together? I mean, like I, I know I, Noel is kind of being a hard like ass about it, too. but I mean, I, I didn't think so until recently, and I think it's going to happen. And I think, you know, I talk about this a lot. Is like, there's still not a band to this day that's cooler, even though they got super mainstream and blew up as big as they did. There was no one cooler. Like even like a lot of times when you like listen to something that got that's that big, like it's got this cheesy element to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, cause the big wigs get their hands on it. They manipulate. It's gotta be this, you know, it's almost like it's gotta have a Taylor Swift or like a imagine drag, like this, like super over the top pop stuff that like sells. Right, right. Obviously it sells. Yeah. It's like we, we know the sells. So let's massage it and make it sell more. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like Oasis never had Oasis was just a fucking rock band that did the fucking played rock and roll, did drugs and drank. Right. You know, like they were just as real as it gets. And the fact that it was that big and became that. And then you go through the the breakup and, and you look, I look at bands that have been that big that are considered bigger than Oasis. Like, or, you know, like Led Zeppelin, U2, Rolling Stones. Okay. Robert Plant, Mick Jagger, Bono. None of them could play Nebworth alone. As a solo artist, right, right, but Liam can, right, right, yeah, yeah. Such a testament to me to like 
his presence, like he's to me one of the last remaining real rock stars. Him, Trent Reznor, and Dave Grohl, like th right. those are some of like those dudes are real rock stars. Everyone else, our generation, it's all fake. Everyone's like <laughs> trying to be famous, pretty right. pictures of themselves. And no offense, but I don't think any of us are anywhere close to where the rock stars that came from the '90s were. Like, there's just something about the attitude and of like, but it being real. Well, they didn't. They didn't call themselves right. rock stars. You yeah, know what I mean, like, like now everybody calls themselves a rock star. Well, it's it's grotesque, and um, and it's like, you know, partying like a rock star. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm, like, a, yeah. I'm a banking rock star. But like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> who else could do what Liam just did last year? Nebworth, they did it with Oasis. You know, like this Led Zeppelin has done it, and yeah, you know, like but like no one. I don't even know if Paul McCartney alone. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, but like, there is no Beatles to reunite. You know. Right, sure. Right. Um, and when he did, think, he probably brought I, Ringo along or whatever. I do think. I do think if Led Zeppelin reunited, maybe or or um, Pink Floyd, if if David Gilmour and um, why can Roger I, Waters, Roger Waters, like yeah. fixed it and like they did the original, maybe. But even those guys alone couldn't do net worth, but mm -hmm. Liam can. So, and I think there's, I, I saw where Liam was like totally okay with getting back together. He's just waiting on his brother. And I mm -hmm. think it's going to happen. And I think it's going to be the big, there's no, no bigger reunion that I think could ever possibly happen. And it's weird because I don't think, you know, go to Walmart, go to Target tomorrow, go to Walmart, go to the mall. You'll find Led Zeppelin shirts, you'll find Rolling Stone shirts, you'll find. Nirvana shirts. You'll find all sorts of well, stuff. Yeah, you'll find Guns N' Roses, Nirvana. You, yeah. you, won't, you won't see Oasis, which yeah. is so weird because it's like, but they could possibly be the biggest band in the world, maybe. Just no one, they did never, it never became like that thing of where it's like, Led Zeppelin is fucking cool. They were like, they were inventors of some of the most heavy, cool shit in that era of like, yeah. they blazed so many doors, but like, Man, it's Oasis bigger. You know what I mean? Like, that's just such a wild thought. And it's not that it matters your size. Like, who cares about how big you are? I just want to – I just find that very interesting in hindsight of, like, I never got to see Oasis live. Um, been a fan my whole life. Like, I went – in elementary school, I was wearing a Nirvana shirt, and the kid that I went to school with, his family was British. His parents were full-blown British. He was the first generation born here. Like, they had the accent and everything. And he was an Oasis. And I remember went over to his house after school in kindergarten. He he put on the Oasis CD, and it, well, I was like, "Oh my god! Like, this is where <laughs> you guys come from!" Like, you know. Um, and uh, I've been a fan my whole life. I've never been able to see it. So I have a, a pact with our drummer um, Aaron that the first show they announced because I don't know. Maybe it'll just. It, maybe it won't be a whole tour. Maybe it won't. Right. It might only be one one but show. Gonna, <laughs> you don't know how long they'll last. I think it's going to happen. And we've we made a we've made a point to where like we will book a flight and fly to the United Kingdom for a show right. to see it and be there and stand it. It's like we're getting in it. Like I don't want to be. Not saying we would ever get backstage because right, we're, right, right. we're like I, I wouldn't even want to try. I wouldn't want to care. It's like I want to experience it. I right. want to be in it and like we are going. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's fucking Germany or if it's Tampa. I don't, it, whatever, wherever the right, show right. is, like we are going. And if we have a show, like we might have to have a makeup show for Under <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
You know, I, like you got to make sacrifices, man. I, I actually, <laughs> I have a quote unquote hot take. Mm-hmm. So people have like said shit to me over it, but I think uh, don't look back in anger. I, that's still like they've got a lot of like really awesome songs, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite, but my favorite performance of it is from the Unplugged show when Noel sang it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I, I know. So I have to go back and listen to that again. I know Noel is a fantastic songwriter and he's got a great voice, but I don't want to see Noel. No, I, no, no. I don't, no. don't want to hear him really. Like, I mean, he, I'm fine with some of the songs he sings, but I'm like, I'm just waiting for Liam to do right. Liam. And like, Liam's not the best singer in the world. He's just. It's he's just the best it, best singer for them. You know? Yeah, he's got, it, and he's it, also got it. Yeah. yeah, it just there's something about it to where, dude. Last night, uh, my wife had to. She had like this. Her back was killing her, so she's like, "I have to like get a massage. I can't move." So she, I was like, "Go get one." You know, I'll put the baby down. No big deal. You know, go because it was like the only th- appointment they had was late. So I'm, I give my daughter a bath. Use that gift card. I got you. Yeah, I, I, I give my daughter a bath, and, and she comes running in here like she has twice already. Looks at her view, and and I was like, "Oh, I still got to warm up the bottle. I got to do this." And I was like, "How can I captivate her for a second? And we don't use TV a lot, but I turned on YouTube and just put Oasis, and she was just enthralled. She was just, nice, and I was That's like, awesome. man, like, yeah, man. There's um, there's something about it, and um, I think it will happen in our lifetime." I, I surely hope so. Um, I would, and, and I would definitely, I'll, you'll find me there. If you want to, <laughs> if you're like, man, I wonder where he is. If, if you were ever to guess, the first <laughs> thing is their first show back is I will be there. Nice. I don't care I, uh, if it cost me, you know, a whole month of bills to do it. I'm doing it. It has to happen. I don't know. Right. I don't know if it'll, you know, when it will be, or, or you know, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's coming. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, you brought up your, your daughter, and, and in a past interview, uh, you were talking about how uh, how you used to cook. How sometimes you cook dinner, and you pour a glass of wine, and you just completely forget about it and stuff like that. So now, as a dad uh, of a 21-month-old, uh, it, it, happens, it happens to me. All the time, I will literally forget like coffee. Uh, sometimes I'll forget bathing or brushing my teeth for the day because just like how old is your kid? Uh, I have two. I got I've got a almost ten year old and an almost oh no just turned seven. Oh wow! So uh, so do you find yourself that happening to you? And then like you finally get to sit down and go to do something like go to do your job or go to write something and just go oh. I gotta, I gotta go back inside for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we've gotten real lucky that, you know, she is. You know, one of these sleep training things, where it's like a course, it's like an online course, and it was the most incredible thing. Like a lot of my friends had done it. My older brother had done it. He's got two kids, uh, and it's just like a way of how to you kind of teach them how to sleep. And at five or six months old, it's safe to do it or whatever. And we did it. And it says it's guaranteed to work within 14 days. It took us three days of like, this sucks. This sucks. All I want to do is pick her up and put her in the bed or whatever. And by day three, she sleeps from 
you know, it's shifted as she's gotten a little bit older, but now she's right. from, from 7.30 at night to 7.30 in the morning without moving. Wow. So we get our nights back. We've gotten, and it's been like that since <laughs> six months old. She, and granted, at six months, you had to wake him up. We'd have to wake her up. You do it like really, it's really interesting. I got, you know, and I found, it's funny because I'm not a social media guy here. I'm t- about to talk about someone's social media. Uh, I found it through Instagram. It was like this lady who's, a million people sent me her page when, you know, I, I said that she, we were going to have our, our first baby or whatever. And she's just really good with all this stuff. And like, um, there was like some online course and uh, we did it. And at first, like, you know, you, you go in when they're younger at like around 11 or 1030 at night, cause they go to bed at like six at that time. And you pick them up without waking them up, turn the lights on or anything. And you give them a bottle and then you put them back down when they're done without like talking or being loud or turning lights on. And um, we did that until she outgrew the nighttime bottle. And now she's just seven 30 to seven 30. And you're just like, wow, dude, it's seven 30. I'm like, I can cook dinner. Like we get a babysitter just to sit at our house and watch Netflix. Right. Isn't that wild? It's like, like I literally get a baby. Like we went and saw our, our buddy Matt Mason last night. And it's just like, I just paid someone to come sit on my couch and watch TV. Cause my daughter doesn't wake up. <laughs> That's awesome. you know, there's, there's a just, it's a sense of security feeling. Right, right. Yeah. And I get that, but it's like, it's wild. It's like, we, we, we haven't had to do that. Like we need a break. Like we got to have someone come in here and like, so we can get out and go on a date. We go, when we go on our dates, we, we put our daughter down ourselves and have someone come and just hang out here, you know? Um, and we'll, we'll just, we get to do our thing and finish our thing. It's like you shower and eat and go out to dinner and come back and you're in bed around midnight. You're up at seven. You still got seven hours, seven and a half hours of sleep. You know, you're- I'm Amber and I'm Maddie and we're witches talking tarot and this season we've got for you ghosts cryptids conspiracies oh my check out what role we cast Emma Robertson on our myth episodes this season (laughs) (laughs) and in addition to our myths we will be bringing you the holidays because we may or may not have uh, missed one this last season I guess you'll have to listen to the last episodes to check it out and then catch all our new episodes coming up every Tuesday and Thursday on your favorite podcast platforms and see us on YouTube. Come and sit with us for a spell. I will say I, I, I did luck out because, you know, my, my parents were around for a while. My in-laws were around for a long time or are still around. Um, my parents went down to the Carolinas and uh, my in-laws are still here. But um, yeah, like, so, I mean, in that sense, we always got our time, like, if we, okay, we wanted to go to a show, everybody was like, okay, let us know, there were people fighting over him, but my son would, like, when he was younger, he would not sleep, he would just not sleep for any reason, it was <laughs> insane. Yeah, I also uh, think there's something, you, you also, the lot of that is also luck, I think. Yeah, well, my daughter, she she used to be like a seven thirty to seven thirty, and now she's like a. All right, we put her. We start to put. She's a seven, so right. like now we're trying to put her down like eight eight thirty. Okay, go ahead in your room and go ahead and read a book and stuff. And then like sometime like the other night, she w- w- waltzes out at ten o'clock. She's like, "Yo, it's hot in here." And like, it's, it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> 
And she gets up at 5, 6 o'clock. My son, same thing. Doors, whap! Closed and everything. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> But I, I will I'll give you a little bit of uh, reassurance. Don't worry about terrible twos. Twos are easy. Threes. Bad. Threes are where you look out for because they start getting opinions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she's not even talking yet. So she is um, She's an outdoor kid, though. She wants to be outside all day. She wants to run around outside, and she wants to go swimming. I started swim lessons, like swim class. Oh, yeah. We do it every Monday, and, and she swims. She, she loves water so much to where at one point we had to keep the door closed to where the tub is. Because she just run to it and start screaming because <laughs> she wanted to get in it. Like like two o'clock in the afternoon, like we're not giving you a bath right now. What happened? So uh, yeah, the the water thing is dope because that'll be cool um, as she gets older. But right now, it's all about just being outside and swimming. Also, nice, awesome. Favorite oh, and music and dancing. Like she loves to dance. So if you put a song on, she'll stop dead in her tracks and just start like dancing. So that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, but we actually it was it turned out because we were supposed to be in California, mm-hmm. as and we ended up having to cancel the the event that we were going to be at, and um, I got to see my my daughter's tumbling or no not tumble, acrobatics right, little little recital it was uh, it was cool it was cool so yeah, you got some cool shit to look forward to man yeah I'm stoked man it'll be cool I couldn't I couldn't be be more happy about it hell yeah hell yeah. What um, another thing that I did want to say, uh, bring up is actually uh, we almost ran into each other uh, last year. We we were actually at So What Fest covering it as press. Um, we we asked for you guys, um, but they were like, "No, the Under Oath is doing it. it's a fly-in gig and stuff like that." Yeah. Like totally understood. So then uh, we went to a little restaurant called the the Pioneer Restaurant in in Arlington, Texas. And uh, I ended up seeing out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, shit. That's that's Spencer Chamberlain. Over um, there. But I, and I was like, you know what? We're, don't bother him. He's a fly-in. Right, knows. Yeah, but uh, breakfast-wise, what, what's your what's your jam when it comes to breakfast? I mean, like, you're you're doing the, the healthy thing usually. But when you're yeah, out on the road, I don't know how healthy you could get at that Pioneer restaurant. Yeah, I took an Uber there because I read it on Yelp. And I was starving. God, That's how we got there too. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally, I didn't know. And I remember if that was the day before the show or the day after, I can't remember. But I, I remember that I'm glad that I did. I think it was the show day because I got to the show, and by the time I got there, they they were out of catering for the bands, and I was I was like, oh my god, like what if I wouldn't have eaten that fucking breakfast? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> was like, I'm, and, I, and you're stuck there, you know, with, it's not like we had a bus with a bunch of snacks and stuff on it. I was just like, you know? Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I mean, typically, I mean, I, I, I'm down with a good light breakfast. Um, on tour, I typically, I'll, I'll skip. I'll go straight to the gym in the morning and then crush like a protein shake on the way back and then do like a healthy lunch at home. I'll do like, you know, like eggs and grains or, you know, uh, I don't know, some sort of lighter breakfast. Um, but egg, I love, I love a good egg. I'm, I'm an egg guy. I like eggs. Eggs are good. Yeah. And I like, 
you know, I like the turkey sausage or chicken sausage, the the options that are a little bit less bad for you than uh, right, right. the pork stuff. So even though this is a bacon podcast, so I feel like I'm <laughs> all fucking... forms of bacon are welcome. Yeah. All forms. Except for beef bacon. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to try beef bacon, so don't. Much. Yeah. Yeah. So... yeah. I've never even heard of that. It doesn't sound interesting to me either. No. Yeah. It's, it's no good. It's no good. It's no good. <laughs> But we welcome all forms. Yeah. But uh, we've also we've also taken up a bunch of your time today, so I want to thank you so much for that. We're going to wrap this up for you. Um, you know, we there's a few things we didn't get to get into. I wanted to mine you for Melissa Cross experiences because I've had some myself, and uh, you know, so we might have to do this again in the future. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm I'm dropping a song about every month, month and a half. Like i'm always down to chat with good people that love music like like you guys do that like a good conversation um and you know we can always do it again yeah yeah. awesome i will i will tell people and and i'll let you know lay low is definitely in my is going on my summer driving playlist because uh as i was listening to everything i found myself just i kept going back to that one yeah that's not even the catchiest one on the record as far as like that kind of jam of like summer jams like there's 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 so much in the tank for that album. I'm just kind of like, I wanted to start slow and kind of build some stuff before I drop like the bangers or whatever. Nice, yeah, but yeah. There's nobody following, you know. It's like it's not like, and in like Instagram is such bullshit anyway. It's like I post something and like nobody sees it, so I'm like, right, right, yeah, right. Like, the like, algorithm is a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but. Like, uh, I need it. When I need it to work, it's like great, and then I'm like, right, right. It doesn't, and then I like, I'm like, oh, my dog shit the bed, you know, and like, oh, eight right. million views. Right now. <laughs> well, this is last week, and no one knows. Here's here's a fun See, thing. My if, dog shit the bed to this song. And right. Then... <laughs> there you go. Uh, here's a fun thing. Uh, bef- don't fall into it, but if you want to get verified, your your like the band thing, uh, you cannot. Right. You cannot. It has to be only personal pages or yeah. large companies. But they were very happy to take my $15 when I was like, I'm going to try and verify this podcast to see if anybody sees this fucking post. <laughs> yeah. That's but, great. So, yeah. It's, it's such a weird, weird thing. Now. I don't know. But uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll close it up on this. It was uh, I usually ask this question twice, but we were already in good conversation. So we didn't really do a split between uh, – between what's your bacon and seven questions and now. So I'll ask you now, like we, we talk like bacon's in the name and we talk about bacon, but our idea behind the whole thing was bacon's kind of something that like, when you think about whatever dish it is, it's, it's something that maybe isn't necessary, but that comes in and it makes everything better. And so we like to think of that as like a metaphor for in your life. Like a lot of people have that, whatever their lives, whatever they got going on, they have that thing that that's either an escape or, or something that adds to their life or something that, makes it better, makes it positive, makes it exciting. Uh, that thing that they keep going back to. For some people, it's music. For some people, it's movies or reading or cooking or whatever, video games, whatever yeah. video games, whatever it might be. Um, after talking to you, a lot of the stuff I'm hearing is a lot of like moments for you. Honestly, you've, you've brought up and talked about like moments and creating moments and realizing moments a lot. Um, and that's something that I, that I, I, I also kind of like, that's one of my bacons in life. But I wanted to ask you before we let you go here, uh, Spencer, what would you say? What's your bacon? Well, outside of music, um, I mean, it's, it's always been music and creating music and having that outlet for me. 
But like, yeah, I mean, cooking's one of them. I, I love to cook. I, I did for a long time. Can't believe I have to keep talking about COVID. It sounds so stupid, but COVID kind of ruined it for me because we had to be home and cook every freaking meal. Right, it got right. to the point where I was like, I don't ever want to cook again. <laughs> I'm not doing this for fun now. <laughs> I really, really did enjoy it for the longest time, like getting into different recipes, knowing what you're cooking, like picking out your protein and picking out your, like looking at your vegetables at the store and being like, well, this one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just yeah. about like grabbing what you're, your recipes and like and doing it yourself and eating and the, and it's like being creative like creativity is my thing be it yeah. drawing and painting which i'm fine at but it's not really my huge thing and creating music which is my lifeline which if i make a bad song everybody suffers from right. my family to the other members of the band's family uh, but like creating with food is so great because it's like not being a chef it's like I make a bad meal, whatever. We'll eat another one or I'll cook another one. Like, fuck it. This is terrible. Let's order something. Right, right. You know, there's no pressure and you can be really creative and you've learned, like I've gotten different things that I did really enjoy about it. I've, you know, once you have a kid, like, you know, the age. So I'm, I'm like under two. I'm like, I don't have the time right now to, to do what I was doing before having a baby with, but I will again at some point. Like I love like cooking outside, like cooking on the grill and putting my, recipes together there was this one restaurant i never got to go to um in this place we used to visit uh and their thing was you i'm sure it cost a lot i don't know but you would go out with the chef and pick it was in the it was in the blue ridge mountains and you'd pick your you know he'd take you like you grabbed your vegetables out of the ground oh, wow your sauces and i think the meat obviously is already there or whatever right, right. You're, you're cooking with but you're like picking the stuff out and then he cooks with it in like at, in front of you and then you eat it that's I thought that was like what a cool idea sounds yeah. expensive and not right. <laughs> right but i would love to do it um because i know yeah cooking um like i'm thinking outside of music um i don't know what else you know skateboarding has always been my thing but as i've toured and jumped around stage my whole life and skated my whole life i don't skating is i love watching it still and riding around but like man does it hurt to fall now right I'm yeah not, right right i'm not trying to hit like a you know 10 stair anymore i'm like oh i'll talk about the spot and ride by it and like, right yeah. right <laughs> that's like something i would have done like 10 years ago you know yeah um, well knees change man knees change <laughs> you know what it, it's not even it's not even that it's like i feel like i'm busting my knee like when I was 20 and it's still just, it just never was the same. It yeah. Was the same. yeah. Skiing is so rough on your body. Like street skating is so rough on your body and being on stage the way that we are is rough on your body. So I've just been kind of rough on my body. So. <laughs> well, nice. Well, well, we will let you go and thank you so much for hanging out. And I, I would say, uh, creating is your bacon yeah because that's, yeah. that's kind of the theme throughout the whole thing, which is pretty awesome. I, I you know, I, I love that. I love talking about that and I love, uh, getting to know a little bit more about it. Um, so one more time for every, for anybody that uh, that just came onto this and didn't hear the What's Your Bacon, let everybody know um, where they can find all the music, where they can find you, and uh, and where they can communicate on the socials. My my Instagram and Twitter at WS Chamberlain. That's C H A M B E R L A I N. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I do not have a Facebook. Um, Under oath. There's a Facebook and 
there is at under oath band on Twitter at under oath band on Instagram and probably TikTok. Who knows? Um, and slow tide and slow tide is spelled without the W. So it's at slow tide band, just like under oath band, even though it's just me, I just have it, I guess when I grab the, the handles S L O T I D E band on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, maybe other things, but definitely Twitter and Instagram. Like those are the easiest ways to communicate with me. And if you're following slow tide or listening and you know, I'm, that's where I can communicate with people the easiest because it's not blown up yet or into the point where I can't handle it myself. So if you're talking to someone on Instagram or Twitter and be it slow tide, then it's definitely me. All the other stuff I can't promise you who you're talking to. So everybody definitely check out check out Slow Tide. Check out the music. Put it on a it's, playlist. It's really, really good. Put it on a playlist. Put share it, it with your friends. Playlist now. Uh, and you know, contact him and, and tell him how awesome it is. Because it really is. The music's really good. We uh, like Thank you. It's awesome. It's 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 going on my it's it's going in my rotation. Summer jams. My summer jams <laughs> rotation for sure. Honestly, when I make music, when I make heavy music, I try to remember what is it do I want to hear? What do I want to hear? What am I missing? Because there's a lot yeah. of feelings that heavy music gave me growing up that I was like, oh, or like free, or that's scary, or that, that the vibe made me feel something. I miss that a lot now. Yeah. Not a lot of bands hit that mark for me, and it's no diss to bands. It's just who I am. So I try to create that. And with Slow Tide, it was like, what do I want to hear? What What do I want to hear from like that side of my brain? I'm like, what is, when I'm driving my car, when I'm at the beach, when I'm at the pool, when I'm at nighttime, like night drives, like I just wanted to make something that I wanted to hear. And I was like, what do I want to hear when I'm in my car? Well, I'm going to go create that. And that's all I did. So yeah, I, I think that's that. the, I think that's the best way to make music. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And I'm not saying my opinion is the only opinion. I'm just, I'm no, on this earth. But it's and, genuine. And that, and that comes through, you know? Yeah. It's my creative process of it's who I am. I'm almost trying to make a soundtrack to my brain, like how I feel. I can't always say how I feel. I'm not really good at that all the time, so I make it in lyrics and sounds. Sounds make me feel like a chord progression with like a weird top line to it makes me feel as much as a lyric could. And I think when both happen, you know, Radiohead's really good at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coldplay's really good at that, where you're like, the sound makes my heart hurt. And then you start singing something that you're like, oh, my God. You know, (laughs) that's a win-win for me. But like if one of the other is doing it for me, be it the sounds or the lyrics or melody – but if all of them are doing it, then it's like perfect. So I try to, I try to just make a soundtrack for my brain because I'm like, I don't know how else to express it. What do I want to hear? I'm gonna go try to make that. Love it. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, Spencer, thank you very much, everybody. Always remember to ask yourself one super important question. The most important question: What is it that makes your day better? What is it that makes your life better? What is it that? What's that extra thing for you? What is that side, that topping, or that main course that makes your life? Just a little bit more interesting that does it for you. More gooder. Yeah, more gooder indeed. What's your bacon? What's your bacon? <laughs> Love it. Good, right? Yeah. You guys know it was good. Hey, yeah. thank you guys again for listening and all your support. We really do appreciate you. We appreciate your ear holes. Uh, we appreciate you giving us the time. Thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com. Big slash cheers bacon to you. Uh, you guys 
keep the show running. If you are interested in being a patron or helping out the show, just go over there and check it out. The tiers are not expensive and they're very cool and you get a lot of extra stuff. If you're not ready to do something like that, but you still want to help the show, head over to baconismypodcast.com. Check out Bacon Is My Fashion. We have a uh, brand new t-shirt that we just put out right now. And that is for Pride Month. And uh, I don't remember how much it is. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Well, it is Pride Month, and uh, we support the LGBTQ plus community. And um, we wanted to do a little something to show our support. So proceeds of this will be going to... See, you don't even remember because... Uh, well, I was trying to let you... You jumped in do... too far. He jumped in too far too fast. All right, so right now these shirts are $30, and, uh, and a portion of all the proceeds of, of them will go to Outright International. Outright International is a uh, leading international human rights organization. They're dedicated to improving the lives of LGBTQ people who experience discrimination or abuse on the basis of their sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression. So um, definitely help us out, show support, and uh, we are here. We are allies, and we, uh, we love everybody. Bacon. Is for everybody, and the good thing about bacon is it comes in all shapes, all styles, yeah. all variations of, and it's all amazing. Just kind of like human beings. Yes. You know what I mean? Agreed. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, where can they find you? Me personally, I'm at me my own self, Mike, on the socials. You can find out about my family and all of the other things that I do. One of the other things that I do besides this. And family things is uh, my band, Something Heavy, at Something Heavy Music. We're on all streaming platforms. We got a new single out, yes. Just to Live Again. Uh, and yeah, what about you, Jimsy? Uh, Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. My band, Craving Strange, can be found at cravingstrange.net. Uh, from there, you can find all of our stuff on all the socials. Check us out for some shows. We're going to be playing a bunch more shows this summer. We're actually going to be trying out new material and uh, going and doing some pop-up things, playing at some small places, some places with bands we've never played with, last-minute things. We're just going to kind of do it and see if we can't uh, see how some of this new material goes because we are yes. working on new material for new recordings. So come check that out. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you like it. Uh, as always, you can find our stuff. All of our stuff. His stuff. Uh, in video form at strangerhoodtv.com. You might be watching it on that right now because that is the home of Bacon Is My Podcast. Yes. Uh, if you are listening, then check out strangerhoodtv.com for everything visual. You can see that. You can see stuff from Something Heavy, stuff from Craving Strange. You can also see shows from our buddies uh, in our bands and bands in the scene. You can see the top 20. You can see my my top five. Uh, all kinds of stuff on there. So just check it out. See what you think. Always Give us a subscribe, give us a share, give us a thumbs up or the heart or whatever it is that you can do. It really does help. Yeah. It just helps maybe one other person know we exist. And uh, and that's really the hard part of doing this if job. If you learned nothing from this episode, it's yeah. that it's really hard. All of this is yeah. very hard. Yeah. So give us a shout, give us a like, give us a review. If it's a poor review, at least tell us why. Tell us why. And uh, like if, Slow Tide. Yes. Listen to Slow Tide. Don't yes. just listen, but follow. Follow. Add them to your playlist. Add Craving Strange to your playlist. Yes, because add it something all heavy helps. to your playlist. It all helps so much. So go do that. That's how right you help now. your favorite bands. Exactly. So go check it out. If you like us, do it. If you hate us, do it. 
That's right. All right. And always ask yourself one super duper important question. The most important question of all time that you could ever ask. Uh, you, you want me to do it, huh? I'm just seeing how far we can go with that. Oh, okay. What's your bacon? Yeah. Whoopie. <laughs> <laughs>